0: There's actually data to back it up that you're right. There are not a lot of bigger female YouTubers right now.
1: Hopscope is one of the fastest growing female YouTubers in the world. And in this podcast, she answers the questions. Why all the big YouTubers are men. But also she explains how we can solve this problem. Why there is the biggest YouTubers in the world that are not girls.
0: (laughs) Tell me. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I mean, we're just jumping right into it, yeah, huh? Why not- are the biggest YouTubers not girls? <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like there was a time on YouTube where females really dominated the space, like with DIY, crafting, the hauls, um, the makeup industry. But I don't know. It just seems like a lot of girls, women, have kind of moved to the short-form content recently. Like, It's not like they're not creating anything, but it seems like they're just on other platforms. They're on Pinterest TikTok, Instagram, but they there's not a lot on the YouTube platform. Okay, there's a crazy statistic, Tyler. Let me know if I get this right. But there are.
1: By the way, Tyler is outside the camera. Your husband. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is it a million, a million there's, views per month?
1: Yeah, channels that are. This is. This is, this is her husband, <laughs> can I get, ladies and gentlemen. Right <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so the stat is channels that are, that have a male audience. So a predominantly male audience that get over a million views per month, right? There's uh, about 9,000 of those channels on YouTube right now, male audience, male viewers, I'm not talking about the creator being a male or female. I'm just talking about the audience being male or female. So male audience, a million views per month. There's 9,000 of those channels female audience primarily get getting more a mil- the- getting more than a million views per month there's only 890 wow so there's 10 times wow more wow. male predominantly you know so it's a channels. problem
0: yeah that's yeah. the thing like i think we're all <laughs> noticing it but like there's actually data to back it up that you're right wow. there are not a lot of bigger female youtubers right now especially lately
1: and then viewers altogether Yeah, okay. like it's almost 50-50.
0: Yeah, so the get... opportunity is there for there to be larger female creators, but why aren't they? That is the big question.
1: Okay, do you think you 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 touch on it a bit, I was not uh, aware that the 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 they are, you are right. Like there is a lot of big creators on TikTok like Addison the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Damilios, there is so many people like uh, girls creating content. But, Maybe the barrier to entry on YouTube it takes a lot more time, or I don't know. Maybe is that the yeah so.
0: I've talked to a lot of. By the email. way,
1: Hobscope, She is a YouTuber with <laughs> millions of views I'm on, on her YouTube channel, so she is the <laughs> best person to discuss this. I'm working on it. I have
0: really big YouTube goals, and this is this is the reason why I want to create an absolute YouTube empire, and not because like I care about saying I'm the best. Like I I want to create an empire because I just want to prove to other women and other girls that it's possible. Like we were just at a conference, and I spoke, and the amount of girls and women that came up to me, and they were like so happy, like almost. Yeah tears that like they were just so happy to be represented at a conference like this and it was so inspiring to see another female i guess doing well on youtube it was really really cool so that's why i'm passionate about this like i know there's some women that get really bitter and they get very like i hate men let's take them down and i'm like it's not that there's plenty of room on the space but i think we do have to figure out what the issues are and i've talked to a lot of female creators and there seems to be a pattern whether it's female creators or female businesswomen or moms, girls are expected to like do it all and be superheroes it's not cool to have a team you know what i mean like when you think of the biggest guy youtubers they usually have like a crew or a team but you can't think of very many girls on youtube that have that i don't know why but that dynamic's just not there so they get burnt out like if you think of emma chamberlain for example i think a lot she's opened up about it and a lot of her struggles with youtube have been she just she gets burnt out she doesn't have a lot of help so i I don't know. I think if we can kind of normalize that it's cool for girls to like get editors, get a producer, get like other people in their videos to bring the energy up, then I think that we can create like a whole new culture on YouTube for girl creators. So the opportunities out there, but. We just gotta do it. I'll do. It. I'll do it. I'll. <laughs> I'll lead it. And
1: so you found uh, in the beginning kind of struggling to break through the thing. Like, how was your process as a girl trying to do this big task, which is is one of the most difficult things I did in my yeah. life. To, I mean that's to... the thing. Like, I
0: it hasn't been. I wouldn't say it was, like, an unfair struggle for me, honestly. I think I actually found, like, a really specific niche when I got into YouTube. I decided to review just active because so I noticed, like, there was a lot of fitness girls and there was a lot of fashion girls, but nobody was doing that. So I think that kind of gave me a leg up, finding something that was, like, really niche and really specific. So there are definitely ways that you can do it. I don't... I, I don't want people to get like discouraged and think that the cards are stacked against them as a female creator. I mean, if anything, I think the platform is looking for more female creators. Like, they're ready to push out your content if if there's someone there to post it, but yeah.
1: How many years it took you to get to a point that you are making money with YouTube? Oh,
0: so I've been doing this six years, but for the first, I think it took me six months to make my first $100 on YouTube, so.
1: So in six months, you are making money? yeah. Yeah, okay, that's...
0: but I mean, how many videos was that? Like 30 videos that I had to like fully produce for absolutely free. Like it was a lot of work in the beginning and then finally made my $100 at six months. And then I think probably year two is when it made that switch from being just like a hobby to, okay, this is like real income. I can probably quit my job. And then yeah, the last like two years have been pretty successful. And, and,
1: and how like, because you touched that years, don't have the opportunity and not, don't have it in their mind to scale and like get editors. Tell us you, girl, that you did <laughs> these things. How was it? And how was the process? And like, did you found struggle on the way? Like, uh, you, like, is your husband responsible because you are successful like oh my gosh oh, that, I'm, not, I'm not saying no that really is like a <laughs>
0: common thing that i struggle with is like even my own dad is like oh but you wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for your husband right and i'm like are you kidding me like i built this No, he helps me a lot he does like my bookkeeping my accounting He like helps me with my emails and stuff but no i i like from the ground up built my channel and i feel like i I know where the where the bigger female creators struggle because now I'm starting to get to that point where I'm like, I'm getting a little capped out. Like, I love YouTube, but I'm getting capped out to the point where if I don't hire an editor and like some sort of team, I know I probably realistically only have like another few months or a year left in me before I just like wreck myself trying to Wha- make this level of What does your level team looks
1: like now?
0: Right now it's just me. And then I'm doing like all the content wow. ideation. So your husband, you like, yeah That's yes yeah i'm doing all the editing and you
1: have two million subscribers you are pulling two so people. many
0: yeah so it's possible so anybody out there that is worried to be i yeah two million subscribers two people
1: <laughs> wow so but so you struggle as well with this the definitely thing to yeah. find that it turns to make yeah. this like but what do you what do girls like also, this is not only on YouTube, this is at mm-hmm. CEOs as well. If you see the statistics, like 70%, I think what I remember, like yeah. uh, of the um, Fortune 500 uh, companies, they are CEOs or something. Yeah. So wh- wh- why is that like girls don't have the ability to uh, do that? The masculine, uh, feminine, feminine like
0: <laughs> I think they have the ability. I think like... Honestly, this is just my opinion. I'm not, like, an economics specialist or anything by any means, but I just feel like society, the standard thing to do is for, like, women, when they become of age, like, get married and have kids, like, so it's just kind of breaking out of that norm where women are definitely capable of being CEOs, but I think it's just been so normal to just, like, be a mom, raise a family, that kind of stuff that... I don't know, we, we just kind of got stuck in that those traditional roles. So we're finally starting to see more women step out and we're starting to see more men like stay at home with the kids and that kind of thing. So I think it's headed in that direction for sure. But that's what I think is just... So,
1: so you think it's kind of their the reality is not open. They are not open to... They don't see like... A pro- like for example, me, I started my channel because of Mr. Beast, because I had that idol, that uh, there. So they don't have this people to look up to yeah Uh, you think that's the problem
0: i think that is because i've even i even feel that way a little bit like a lot of the channels that i have to look up to are guys because like a lot of like big female creators kind of stepped off the platform they quit i feel like there there really aren't a lot of people to reach up to so yeah i would say that is kind of a problem
1: it's interesting. I, I, I hear uh, I follow one girl, business uh, woman Sarah Blakely. Yeah, you know
0: Spanx. Yes, I love yeah. her.
1: <laughs> so, like, do you have role models that they are? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, she's awesome.
0: And- or like Emma Greed. she's behind like Good American and Skims. Kim Kardashian. I know she's a little bit people have mixed opinions on her but i think she is brilliant when it comes to business marketing that whole family honestly so yeah there's definitely some women in business that i look up to like that yeah or even people like there there are some like female youtubers that went on to start extremely successful businesses like clothing businesses skincare makeup so they're definitely out there still but
1: not so, a lot
0: making content for some reason
1: so how how do how did you learn doing all these things? It's all pure doing and reflecting to your mistakes. How was your process of learning? Yeah, all exactly
0: that. Just kind of trial and error. Um, I went to college for a little bit, but it was what just did you like- What study? It was my generals. I thought that I was gonna study biology and then I thought I was gonna study accounting, but yeah, YouTube was completely self-taught. I just watched YouTube videos about how to make YouTube videos, basically
1: and uh, so you basically like because people don't understand like especially girls like it's good for you to Tell, like, exactly paint the picture. Like, are you doing consultation with people to learn? Like, how exactly do you learn? Like, are you reading the analytics graph? I mean, to
0: be honest, I didn't even know being a YouTuber was a thing until probably like 2015. And then I just started watching vlogs and I was like, this is really cool. Like, what a cool way for people to be able to tell stories and entertain. And so then I just had some spare time. I was going to school full time and working full time as a dental assistant. And yeah, I was just really inspired by these other vloggers, these YouTubers. So that was initially why I started. There's actually a girl that I went to college with, Whitney Simmons. She's like huge in the fitness space. So it was like I didn't really know them in real life, but even just surrounding myself with those people virtually and watching those videos was super inspiring to me. And that's kind of where that initial attraction or motivation came from, I guess. But yeah.
1: how how now how do you learn now at this point you have yeah. 2 million subscribers now yeah.
0: now i have hired a mentor D- uh, Daryl eaves he, he has like youtube videos and courses the book the youtube formula so he, i have him as my mentor and then coming to conferences like bid summit conference and just listening to all of these super successful business owners and creators has been amazing but i haven't started doing that until probably the last like 2 years but i have noticed in those two years I've had the most growth I've ever experienced so there is definitely power in surrounding yourself with the right people and if you can't get to them physically or you can't afford them yet like there are ways whether it's podcasts or conferences or virtual tickets to conferences to get around those people I think
1: so you, how do you use the money that you make? And, like, if I don't know if you are open with how much money you are making per month and all this stuff, but how do you use this uh, money that you make yeah, now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't usually talk about it, but it's going pretty well. It's, uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Most of my money comes from AdSense, and it's, like, six figures a month on AdSense, so it's, it's going pretty good, but... Uh, I mean, obviously, a large chunk goes to taxes, some goes to savings, and then a lot of it gets reinvested back into the channel. Back into the channel or into, like, the mentoring and the opportunities to come to conferences and collaborate with other YouTubers. So, it's kind of the strategy for now is, like, just put as much as possible back into the channel, but...
1: But it's kind of, uh, I did this mistake a lot, like a lot of times you put back in the child in a lot of wrong ways. Oh,
0: yeah, that's happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, how do you find the effective way to put back in the child. I've definitely
0: made a lot of money mistakes in my YouTube career, like... When I first oh started reviewing
1: beautiful. the mistakes are good. I'm like, maybe
0: by telling people this, I like, can save somebody from doing the same thing. But I did reviews, clothing reviews. I didn't have money. Like, I was a college student. I was a dental assistant, hardly making anything. So what I would do is I would buy everything on a credit card, and then I would return most of it after I was done reviewing it. And that went really well until I slowly like stopped returning stuff and I just kept keeping it and then the credit card amount piled up and piled up and there was a time where I was like pretty in debt early on in my YouTube career highly don't recommend that
1: I'm in this position (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's easy to get caught up in that because you see all these big YouTubers yeah. and like that's what's trending right now is to um, spend crazy amounts of money Well, but... you are
1: speaking to myself <laughs> yeah. that, because we see all Mr. Beast like spending all this money and he's like we he he's doing that for eight years he know how to re- yeah. but there is so many mistakes that we
0: but I feel like what you have to do is you have to like scroll back through Mr. Beast's channel and think like okay where was he at when he had a 100,000 subscribers though he wasn't giving away half a million dollars he was giving away like one iPhone like i think we forget that that like we're we're trying to keep up with somebody that's been doing this for so long and that grinded their way to the point that they are that i think that's the most important thing is to start where you are and um i know it feels like you have to spend a lot of money but you really don't like it is, you can entertain people with what you have just if you pick an interesting enough topic you edit the video well and you tell a good enough story the video can do well without spending a lot of money I wish yeah. I would have known that sooner. Because <laughs> and you have videos
1: with no money that did more Ye- than that's me- the thing,
0: yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I have some videos that cost fifteen thousand dollars that did great, but I have some videos that cost two hundred that did just as well. So it's yeah. not about the money. It's really not. The,
1: uh, sniper Wolf mm-hmm. is doing a really good. She's job crushing
0: it. I will on, say on yeah. YouTube. She's
1: pulling like every month for like the past Hundreds two, three years. Three hundred million views. I don't know and how more. she
0: does it. Just the same type of video. I think almost every single day, right? <laughs> That's impressive. It's
1: been up to 600
0: million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and doing great. She's
1: even she gets more views than Mister Busy a lot of And she's just sitting there and reacting to this stuff. I but, know. And it's a good she formula. has like thirty more and more million views. Mm-hmm. So like, dude, like. But once Touch.
0: again, like, she didn't just go from zero to making those videos every day, like, she had like her niche, she did gaming, so you kind of have to like, I like to do that at least, like, scroll all the way back to where people started and kind of like track their journey, like, what did their first year look like, and I feel like that tells a way better story rather than focusing on what they did this week and trying to copy it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, do you, uh, what do you feel about watching Sniper for wool with thirty million subscribers? It's, a, it's
0: amazing. Like I uh, have all the respect for her. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't know if she like takes the time to curate that content or somebody does for her, but either way, it's impressive. But she has <laughs> I get sucked t- into those videos sometimes. <laughs> she has
1: to have a big team around here. You would to- think
0: so, but I've heard her make comments that she does her own thumbnails and her editing. So she, I, I think she does a lot of it, which is. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think she has a big team. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think most girls don't have teams. I don't know why, but they just like to do it all on their own. And she, I guess, she is proof that you can do it. But
1: so can we touch again? Because I'm not sure if we figured it out exactly why girls don't like to hire people. Like, what what is that barrier? Because for me, it's like so easy. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to do anything, I will hire an editor. You
0: know. I- think that this is just my opinion <clears throat> but a lot of guys on youtube gain an audience because they're such a spectacle but a lot of girls gain an audience because they're relatable so they go all these years just being like a relatable like normal girl in their bedroom and i think it's really hard to make that jump from being a relatable girl in your bedroom to like oh all of a sudden i'm the super successful boss babe with a team you're afraid that you're gonna lose that connection with your followers because that that has happened. I've seen some YouTubers where they, they get disconnected, like people get mad because they're like, oh, you used to be like so nice and humble and now you're so, your ego's so big. So I don't know if that is what scares a lot of girl creators is they have such a good connection with their audience that they think if they hire a team and like scale up the production that they're going to lose that. I I could see that being part of it for sure.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I am curious to. Uh, I'm one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this podcast is because you are one of the girls that doesn't show her boobs, doesn't <laughs> do, <laughs> <Thanks>. do, do, <laughs> doesn't do anything to just like get uh, the easy views and all this stuff. And a lot of girls, I think, at this time, because they are drawn to that uh, thing because of the easy views. And I was curious to hear like. Your thoughts on the topic. Your thoughts on like why, how you avoided to become ultra successful and make like as you yeah. say all this money and all this stuff without even like and the, that I, that's the main reason that I really wanted to talk with yeah. you about it, about <laughs> this topic because I really respect the way that you did it and everything about it. Yeah, so. I
0: honestly. I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know if I just got lucky, but it's crazy that I started out doing try-on hauls because try-on hauls usually end up on the wrong side of the internet. Like I was trying on leggings and sports bras and bikinis, but (laughs) you know what I think it was? Sometimes men would stumble upon my videos and they would say, you talk too much. And then they would leave the video. And I was like, that's fine. The video wasn't for you in the first place. So I think that's all it is, is like, I just talked a lot and I told a story even when I was just trying stuff on to the point that, like, I don't know, the guys that were there because they thought they were getting a sexy try on haul didn't like it. But, yeah, even from the beginning, I was able to maintain, like, basically an 85-90% female audience, which I love. It's awesome. It's such a great community, but, yeah.
1: So, but... uh... Why do you think this is happening in this way? I'm not saying, I'm not judging and saying that's negative, but no, there is yeah. one phenomenon. Get your coin.
0: Like, all the girls on OnlyFans, I'm like, I respect you. Yeah, know? yeah, they're- yeah.
1: And I'm like, not judgmental <laughs> at all, but I'm I'm curious to see why that happened because that's a huge emerging thing. Like, yeah. you see, like, girls on TikTok semi naked and like say, oh, that's my OnlyFans there. Or like, oh, I don't know. There is a lot yeah. more. I mean, ob- clearly, or- some
0: girls do it on purpose. So that's totally fine. If they're going after that male audience and they're just they just want to make some money do their thing that's totally fine but I think it helped me going into it is I knew exactly who I was making videos for I always did like I would sit there and I would have the camera right here and I would picture the type of girl that I was making the videos for and it was usually like kind of a younger version of myself and I wanted her to feel like she was just hanging out in my bedroom with me like hanging out in her best friend's bedroom or her older sister's bedroom while we like tried on clothes that we just bought at the mall like I always made my videos feel more like that rather than focused about my body or how the clothes look or like weird close up edits you know what I mean so it was just all about the presentation I guess and like the dialogue and how how I presented the try on I guess but
1: it was going to be a lot easier way if you like put some thumbnails with your, your sexy clothes. Oh,
0: absolutely! It was very frustrating to me you, you actually were, when i see other girls' to be videos a, like, blow up and like I could just do that.
1: <laughs> Click through rate, but Definitely, no, yeah. no, 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 that's that's a serious thing because yeah. I think where, that's where it comes. The prop, not the problem. What the this. A phenomenon it's emerging because you can do the thing you can do the same video you can i see so many thumbnails on home page just gears on the background like, like naked and like what,
0: what videos are you watching to get that no, on the home
1: page <laughs> not on incognito mode i find them so when i search for ideas <laughs> and there is yeah. <laughs> no, not search. I'm just scrolling on incognito mode. Anyways, so I find that, like they are turn their back and like they're just naked and yeah. like there's like they're just doing something that is like 20, 30 yeah. million views. So Absolutely. it's like they get clicks. So I'm like yeah. you're faced with one decision there. No, so how yeah. tough was it, especially in the beginning?
0: um it really wasn't for me like that connection with my audience was just always more important and i knew it was like the long game the hard game to play by not going that route but it's just paid off like now i genuinely feel like my channel is just a community of all my best friends and we just hang out and that is so worth it like if i had to go back and do it all over again i would do the exact same thing because i'm just so grateful for the community that i have honestly
1: so you were preparing mentally for the long term yeah, so exactly. you, you were thinking yep. about not the easy yeah. thing to I, was do like, now, I was like like money
0: money will come if I knew if I did a good enough job building my personal brand and these friendships this community that money would come later but yeah so that initial cash grab by being sexy was just not really appealing to me I guess but I uh, how, how it can uh, be <laughs>
1: how, how did and it's not wrong if it's appealing to you i mean yeah. they were just but how did you find your, like toughening your mindset because you have a great mindset and like you you have a lot of confidence i guess it was always the, like that like touch a bit on built in um, this character and yeah strong personality i think so
0: it helps that i started youtube when i was a little bit older i think i was like 20 three I think when I started and I always think like if I would have started when I was like 18 I have no idea what I'd be doing (laughs) because the confidence definitely didn't come from me until a little bit later so I think starting a little bit later and then just the slow growth like I I still feel like I haven't had a viral video like it's just been really steady growth and it's it's forced me to like have really thick skin through the hard times and through the mean comments and I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of like that I started late and grew kind of slow. It was very character building, confident building, I guess, after a while.
1: Your family situation helped? The university helped that you dropped out? Was it like any particular event in your life that toughened? Yeah, I, f- you? I feel like
0: my parents were awesome. They raised me well to know that I could do anything I wanted to do. They were so supportive. Like, I think they wanted me to go to college, but they always had the attitude of, like, whatever you do, you're going to do great at it. So that was awesome to have them there. And I know that, like, a lot of people don't have supportive family like that. So that's always what I try to do in my videos is, like, I want everybody watching to also feel like whatever they choose to do, they're going to be great at it is kind of just the message I want to send because that definitely helped me a lot growing up. University, no, my college professors didn't believe in me at all. (laughs) College was not for me, but...
1: (laughs) Okay, interesting. Why why college was not for you?
0: I don't know. I just remember specifically I loved art. And I feel like I was pretty good at it. Like I was the one in the class that like all the other students would come up to me and they'd be like, everybody look at Hope's painting. It's so good. And then I remember on the final for my art project that I worked so hard on, my professor gave me a D on it. <laughs> and I went in there and I was so mad. I was like, give me a good reason that I got this grade. And he was like... And he just changed it right then and there to an A because he couldn't tell me. It was just such a weird experience, though, that I was like, I don't think I like this. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> yeah, college was strange for me. but.
1: So uh, you talked about impact with your videos. It's one topic that I'm deeply interested because we have these views, people watching, like millions of people watching. And I'm curious how do we convert that into a... How do we, how can we maximize the chances that the future will be good and like all this stuff i'm curious to hear your thoughts and like what's your purpose with your video and like what's your goal and how you think as creators we should go about having impact with our videos
0: yeah i think just telling stories that are meaningful is really important and just i feel like some of the things that we see as weaknesses in ourselves people can really relate to so sharing like the struggles, I feel like there's just this idea that you have to be your perfect self and your best self on camera all the time. But I think showing your struggles and your insecurities is really helpful to a lot of people. And then as I grow on YouTube, I have been obviously very blessed as far as like the money i make and stuff and it's been really cool to be able to give back to my community with that like i love giving stuff away i did a video where i bought wedding dresses for some of my subscribers and that was the coolest video like after that video i was like i could like die now and i would be (laughs) so content because that literally made those three girls life because they wouldn't have been able to afford a wedding dress otherwise like I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like the more creators can do stuff like that, like use your platform for good. There's a lot of cool TikTokers that are like, they'll use their their community to raise money and then they'll go like give a server or a homeless person or something all that money that they raise so like you don't have to have money to be able to go do cool things and help people there's but social media has given a lot of good people good platforms to go do stuff like that so it's been awesome that's
1: not good enough for me answer let's get (laughs) deeper in the topic because this is uh, like at the same time that you are giving the dress, you can be helping a person in Africa not dying. Yeah, that's so true. So that's there is a lot of things like, for example, Mister Biz that he's feeding people in United States, he can be feeding people in these poor countries that they don't have water. Like yeah. he did well and stuff, and, and do a lot more of that things. And like it's like effective altruism is like a big thing. Like I'm not. Uh, um, but there is a lot of ways to. I'm not saying that you should be doing videos in United in Africa, but I'm saying that I'm asking, maybe your way of doing the impact is just being the first girl that can figure the YouTube out so you can have other girls can have role more as like you. But I was curious to hear more your thoughts on the topic uh, after what I said. Yeah. I think
0: that's, that's a really good one. It's just, I love being an example that you can be successful on YouTube. You can, even if you're a girl, even if you're starting from zero, you don't have the resources or like another creator, I guess, to boost you. You, you can go from nothing to something. I think that's a fun way to use my platform. Um, yeah
1: okay cool. <laughs> that, that's that's good enough but I'm very deeply interested in this topic, and I'm trying to find the best way to use this use in so I maximize the good out of the thing and yeah. you, you said like the experience of the wedding dress was one of the most fulfilling experience for the three years so maybe we shouldn't go and like change the world maybe you should go and change the life of three four people yeah I totally
0: agree yeah that's how I feel but yeah it's so cool what Mr. Beast is doing and I would love to get to that point too where I can like go do something and help a whole community but I think it's back to like the start where you are thing I remember when I had like a couple thousand subscribers and I was giving stuff away to people because I just, it made me so happy that I was like, this person may, yeah, it's just, yeah, I love just even if I can help one person, it is very fulfilling to me. But.
1: Interesting. How, how did the business uh, world, like, for example, now you're doing, what stuff you're doing on the business side of the, you're doing merch, you're doing all this stuff because I'm I'm saying this because, for example, I'm a YouTuber with almost a million subscribers and I... I sold merch and I only sold twenty T-shirts. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but the, I, I figured out how to get views, but not right. how to connect with people and like to, to do stuff. So I was curious to hear kind of your thoughts on the topic and like uh, how is did you figure out this part? And if no, you I mean
0: t- honestly, my main source of income is definitely AdSense. I would say probably like seventy. 70% of my income is probably AdSense, and then most of the rest is brand deals, so I'm with you. I haven't sold a lot of merch. I think I'm going to try, and we'll see how it goes, it but it used to be affiliate. That's true, yeah. Um, when I was just doing reviews, I made a little bit on YouTube, but a lot of it was affiliate, so... Yeah, so someone... I like the links
1: you mean you were doing, yes, yeah. like explain me what. Yeah, you're... so
0: like there were like all these different brands that would send me clothes and they wouldn't pay me for the YouTube video, but I'd like review all this stuff. And then I'd say, if you enjoyed the review, if it was helpful and you decide to buy any of this stuff, you can use my code and you'll get 10% off, I'll get 10%. And so I actually made a lot of my income that way. So... Especially for someone just starting out, that's an awesome way to kind of supplement income while you're creating. Like, especially becoming like an Amazon influencer. Like, pretty much anyone can sign up for that, and that's an awesome way to do it. So, Amazon. Can you elaborate
1: more on the how on the Amazon influencer?
0: Um. Yeah, Amazon's the best. So, like, you can put your Amazon link and your buying. You can actually make like an Amazon store as an influencer and make different lists like my favorite clothing items, household items, snacks, whatever. But the cool thing about Amazon is if they click through your link and buy something from you, everything else that they add to their cart you also get a cut of like it is an awesome program and i think that's a really cool thing for anybody and you were using
1: that in the beginning yeah
0: i in the beginning and even now and that was just always like a cool little extra income that didn't cost anything to start up really because i mean everybody like has something that's available on amazon that you can recommend to people that you love and it's a super easy way to kind of get some so you are still figuring
1: out the business side of youtube i
0: am yeah yeah i think a lot of creators get really excited about products and all that but I'm definitely more focused on building my personal brand that community that foundation first because I just feel like money opportunities are always gonna come like we're still young we've got decades of time to make money but I feel like as creators we have a little bit of a window to like create and build a personal brand so I just rather focus on that for now and I know when that like product or that licensing deal or whatever is right or partnering with somebody on something I know it'll come but Yeah, for now, I'm just AdSense, brand deals, affiliate, all that good stuff. But.
1: Okay. So, uh, a lot of people like you. What is your advice to young creators, girls out there, and to boys as well? What is your advice to them? Maybe start on TikTok, maybe start on YouTube Shorts, maybe start.
0: I would start YouTube Shorts after that announcement about how YouTube's going to start their new ad revenue 100% YouTube Shorts. YouTube shorts, but also like try to mix in some other media like some long form videos, some shorts, some shorter long form videos. But if you can just kind of hit everything on YouTube, I feel like the algorithm is going to love that for the next year or so. But shorts are so early still that there's a lot of opportunity there. And I hope to see some of the TikTok girls come over to YouTube shorts (laughs) and then eventually start making some long form content. And I think. The community can rebuild. We will rebuild.
1: So, you, you, what's the difference for you in short form and long form content? And like, do you think like long form should be everyone's end goal? Like, what your thoughts on, on the topic? Not
0: necessarily. Like, there are some people that short form is just their bread and butter, and they've been able to like touch so many people and connect with so many people in a short form way, but yeah i personally like long form but i think there's a benefit to both but just longevity career wise i do think long form is a good way to go i mean it's just hard to connect with people in 30 seconds like there's so many youtubers i'm sure you're the same way where you're like oh yeah that one guy that like dances in the aisles of the grocery store, but you don't know his name. Like you would recognize his face in his videos, but but you think of the YouTubers you're subscribed to and you know their first name, their last name, who they're married to, their dog, where they <laughs> live. Sad. Like, it's just so much easier to connect with people in those long form videos, but th- there's value in both. But.
1: but you don't do short form.
0: I, yeah, I post on TikTok, just kind of like fun, silly. Like I don't make any money on TikTok. It's literally just for fun. And then I do have a shorts channel for YouTube. Where I've been kind of experimenting with shorts, which has been good because I feel like once they kind of like get the system figured out for both shorts and long form to live on the same platform together. Once that like new rev share thing is happening, I'm getting some experience on that second channel so I can know what to post on the main channel. But I've been like slowly, slowly and hesitantly starting to do shorts, but mainly.
1: Interesting. And as you said, yeah. uh, uh, You haven't
0: done any shorts, have you?
1: not yet yeah but uh i was thinking of what you said and you are right for example like charlie d'amelio bit like 25 million more than 40 million followers on instagram mm-hmm. through her tiktok she's only doing tiktok when she uploads a youtube videos like gets three hundred thousand views yeah which is like very and low. she's even
0: an outlier where she has over a hundred million followers on tiktok like yeah. if you can get to that level you've definitely made it in a sense but yeah, that's definitely we've all seen the struggle of TikTokers that try to move over. But I think shorts is going to bridge that gap and give those short form and even like Instagram creators a way to move over to YouTube if they want to, because I just love YouTube. I feel like it's the best for building a community, <laughs> the best for like creating a business and a brand. I like YouTube. <laughs> what do you
1: think the future of YouTube is and the future of the creator economies?
0: A lot of shorts they're really pushing shorts but and I was afraid I was afraid for a little bit that shorts were gonna overtake long form I don't think that's gonna happen though I think that they are gonna live together if anything I think we're gonna see longer form content becoming more popular like podcasts on YouTube and hour-long videos two hour-long videos I think there's gonna be a huge mix of Music, audio, long form, short form, all living together on the YouTube platform. I think it's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> so you you really bet on YouTube?
0: Yeah. i really
1: do your your actions seem. yeah i mean the other platforms
0: are great but i just love youtube instagram's great for shopping tiktok's a good time like tiktok there is a culture of tiktok that i don't think we're gonna be able to replicate anywhere like there's just so many memes and inside jokes and trends on tiktok that I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon.
1: So you seem that you figured everything out. You no. you, you did <laughs> no. you do everything correct? Can you tell me a bit about the whatever the dark side when you are alone and seeing whatever video yeah. flops or whatever all the struggle, the dark side of being a successful YouTuber. Oh, I
0: don't have everything figured out. Remember how I was like, the solution is a team, and meanwhile I don't have a team. <laughs> 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 Obviously, still figuring it out, but oh my gosh, how that metric that. 10 out of 10 metric but I recently learned that even Mr. Beast has 10 out of 10 videos yeah (laughs) it's good to know that we're not alone in that but man it's rough it's so rough it like ruins your whole week but I think it's it's important to kind of separate your life like have some people some things some hobbies outside of YouTube so you don't get too wrapped up in it because I know I can for sure I can let it ruin my whole week if a video doesn't do well but yeah
1: well, because it's tough, uh, there is a lot of people, everyone wants, like, a lot of relationships are happening, they're kind of very transactional, yeah. there is a lot of things that I don't like about being, whatever, Oh, for like, sure. good, uh, yeah. YouTuber, or especially
0: so. as a girl, comments can be rough, I'm sure as a guy, comments can be rough, but, like, being a female like we just get so what picked do you apart, you uh, mostly about our looks like just ripped apart by both men and especially other women like that's what blows my mind is like these older women that think it's okay to just bully other girls so that i that really affected me early on in my youtube career i would because i would be at work and i would like run to the break room and check to see if i had any comments on my youtube video and if it was a bad one it would literally ruin my week like that comment would consume me. So that was definitely a struggle in the beginning that I had to get over. Um, And I think the easiest way for me to do it was... there's, There's a few different people. There's people that, like, take all their comments really seriously. So if somebody tells them, your voice is annoying, a mean comment, they take it to heart and they take it really personal. And also if someone tells them, you're the most amazing person I've ever met, they take that to heart. And then I feel like there's also people that ignore the bad ones and only listen to the good ones and then they get a big ego and then there's people that ignore the good ones only listen to the bad ones and they just dive into a deep hole but honestly I've found it to be very healthy to just not put a lot of weight on any comments like when people tell me you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen I'm like no I'm not (laughs) like that's nice but no I'm not but then on the flip side when people are like you're hideous I'm like I'm not (laughs) Like, that's your opinion, I guess, but I'm not. I mean, when people come up to me in person or, like, take the time to send me a DM, I do take those to heart. Like, that's always really awesome when people take the time to, like, really put a heartfelt message in. But when I learned to kind of not put my self-worth into the comment section, that helped a lot. That helped get me out of a So dark it's better place.
1: not to see the comment section?
0: I mean, I read them, but you just have to take them with a grain of salt. Like, I almost look at it like to me me to people i'm like almost a tv show character like they don't know me so it's hard for you you can't look at a youtube comment and take it to heart because they they're literally seeing 10 minutes out of your entire week and making a judgment on that so i still read them because there's a lot to learn like i'm told i'm always open to constructive criticism i'm open to hearing what people loved about the video but as far as like personal comments about myself like you just can't take it too seriously what's the
1: toughest thing about being a youtuber <sighs> the
0: toughest thing about being a youtuber
1: I, I get a youtuber because you don't know how to be How is it to be <laughs> a, a gr- boy YouTuber? YouTuber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know there's so much good the good has far outweighed the bad for me but There's not a lot of stability, that's for sure. Like, it could go away at any moment. I think that's the scary part, is when you've worked so hard for something, to think that, like, what if I get hacked, or what if YouTube just goes away? I guess that would be the hardest part, or the scariest part, is it's not stable. Like, all the people that went to college, got a degree, got a nice, comfy job. Like, they have a lot of benefits that content creators don't, but, I mean, overall, I... It's such a great job. Do you think it's a great job?
1: Yeah, it's the best <laughs> job. <laughs> like, but there is a, a lot of uh, like everything's like a lot of uh, a lot of people don't understand. They think that everything is beautiful, but Yeah. there is like always there's two sides of the yeah, coin. Yeah. And it's work.
0: Like I spend 4 days just editing. I I work like 6 days a week, almost 12 hours every day. Like it's a lot more work than people would think for sure and you never clock out like (laughs) there are times that i'm like i kind of miss being a dental assistant where i could come home at five and just not even think about work and i could just watch a show hang out with my friends whatever it's hard to do that as a content creator because there's always something you can be doing i don't know if you feel that way but there's
1: especially when i was doing tiktok because i was in the beginning i was doing tiktok at any point I could be doing something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can make instant lead. And that kind of was very stressful uh, for me, like every day to make three TikToks. So that was, uh, but now with YouTube, that there is a way a bit too laid back when You've you finish the more video. Of a schedule, yeah, but also good. I have like editors and stuff, and it's mm, a, yeah. a lot more easier for me to just do the video and, and relax good. after <laughs> the video. But when you finish the video, then your work starts. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. You're
0: on to the next one immediately. So <laughs> yeah. t- tell
1: me what you think about uh, how your daily because you said 12 hours, six days a, a week, yeah. you edit, uh, you work on the how. Your daily life uh, looks like, and how has this affected your marriage? You are married? Yes, yes, we're, yes married, we're married, but
0: we work together. So, luckily, we get to spend a lot of time together, which is good. But we are both, <laughs> we work really, really hard. But I think youtube is changing in a positive way with the addition of shorts i think if you're able to like come up with a good shorts and long form content strategy that can kind of take some of that pressure off and then i think a lot of creators i'm sure you've heard people talk about this but they're going to move into more like a strategy for upload where they take some time off like the slow months of the year whatever they just take those months off so they like grind film upload but then they have some downtime as well or maybe they have like a couple months where they're filming creating and editing and they have a time where they upload like i think that we're gonna see some changes there where you don't have to upload every single week
1: (laughs) yeah it's difficult because we're just figuring out like how is it to be to have a balance because in jobs and stuff you you probably know this stuff but now when this is a creator. This is a new industry. We're just all figuring yeah. it out. And it's an so.
0: industry where in the past, if you stop uploading, you become irrelevant very quickly. But I think that's starting to change in a good way. <laughs> but we'll yeah, see. Yeah.
1: How often do you upload? I video? try
0: to upload every week, but I have had a couple months where I've only uploaded two videos a month. And honestly, those have been some of my best months this year. So that's why I'm saying. I think if you have a good content strategy and like a good library of videos to go back and watch... I think the algorithm is working in a way now that you don't have to upload every single week, or you just fall into a dark hole of irrelevantness.
1: <laughs> I'm curious to hear that's a question that I ask most of the guests what they think about my videos
0: i love your videos you have such good energy my husband tyler and i have talked about this you're you're so much fun to watch you're just so charismatic great energy
1: no don't tell me all this. <laughs> good thing. oh you want us to like pick your videos apart <laughs> <laughs> maybe, if, m- right maybe oh my if- gosh i would
0: love to that would be fun
1: <laughs> i'm down
0: oh loved your video where you shook the hands of all the influencers you're oh, doing a hugging celebrity yes here. and n-
1: let's do the hug now <laughs> let's I'm, do I'm, it. I'm like hug uh, 95 now so you're going to be 96 s-
0: wait you only have four uh, another f- more?
1: yeah enough yeah Tell and Elon. Then is he, yeah Elon Musk but That's he, like guys week. I'm going to put it in order so she will be probably a lot earlier uh, in the video so uh, um, for people like i'm a stupid forget <laughs> what i said guys this is just in my brain i, th- I thought i should explain what <laughs> we're doing but yes i'm doing a video hugging 100 celebrities and we're going to do the hug live now on podcast so <laughs> <laughs> we're now yes. we continue now we just hug for people <laughs> so yeah we're, we're, i can't I'm wait doing... to see
0: that i can't wait to you hugged 96 people i can't wait to say who it is or see who it is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult uh, because it took me a year to find all these people, and you have to go to conventions that they are, and like even here, like there are so many people. and I only got twenty three, so you have to go to four of those, and there's not every yeah. time for of those, and like yeah. you have to approach them in the right way. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely difficult, but I'm sure this video that uh, will get more than twenty million views. I think so. so so <laughs> it, it's it. worth it. So yeah, so yeah, give me feedback about my videos what do you think? Also, uh, I don't know, I, I recently got in a lot of stuff. I'm curious to hear uh, about, uh, got to some hate about the Africa video. I don't know if you saw that, Mm-mm. that I did. Anyway, you, you don't need to know about that. So, <laughs> I'll go <check> it out. <laughs> so so yeah, tell me what you think about my videos? You don't need to spend a lot of time on, on it, but I'm curious yeah. always to I mean, see I think you have a good pers- thing
0: going with whatever this series is, because I think a lot of people, This isn't constructive, sorry, but I think a lot of people look up to you because they're not brave enough to go up to 100 celebrities or YouTubers or influencers, but they wish they could. So I think that's why they enjoy the videos is because they're kind of living vicariously through you. So I think if you can find more moments and opportunities like that to kind of let the people that are a little more shy introvert, like even me... I don't think I could go up and hug 23 people at the conference we were just at. Like that's scary. So I think that boldness, people really, really admire. Come on,
1: you gave a speech in front of thousands (laughs) of people. That is not the same as going up
0: (laughs) to a person. (laughs)
1: How how that was today that you gave a speech in front of thousands, that was your first uh, speech? My
0: second, but that was by far the most people I've ever spoken in
1: front of. So how was that uh, I mean, YouTube YouTube
0: helps a lot. A lot but it is funny that like I don't know about you but like we can make a video and hundreds of thousands of people online see it but for some reason it's so much scarier to talk in person to a thousand people even though it's so much less but it's just (laughs) the eyeballs and the faces make it so much more intimidating but i actually really enjoy it it was amazing energy at this conference especially like because people are just there to learn like that's really all it is so that's what i was focused on is i just want somebody to get something out of this so it kind of didn't leave a lot of room for me to be too nervous because to help people
1: you you touched uh, um, a bit on the beginning that girls were trying to, to were coming to you and they were giving a of feedback to you and like uh, so can you touch a bit on that? How that that felt? Yeah, like that, that I mean, you, you it, see that there, it, it, probably there is a, not a, there is a need of people there mm-hmm. to fulfill, and that's why probably it was that special in a yeah, way. Yeah,
0: I mean, at any com, I haven't been to. Have you been to like VidCon? You have. You've been to VidCon. You've been to all the conventions, haven't you? But I would imagine it's similar to this, where the guy to girl ratio is very extreme. Like I would say. 10 or 15 percent are girls like it's very extreme so I think it meant a lot to them and usually the panels are the same the speakers the guests that they have is also very male-dominated so I think it was really exciting for them to see a girl like sandwiched up there with really big guy creators and that meant a lot to them because they felt like that could be them someday and i hope it is i hope that to see more girls at events like this and speaking and- yeah
1: and um, it's very good for the people that they organized the even because we they they put you second to speak so know, so crazy. that that prioritizing these yeah. things like this yeah but also there is like for the People that there is not enough girls to invite mm-hmm. here. So, so, so all of you
0: watching, if you're a girl doing YouTube, <laughs>
1: yeah, this is what the, <laughs> Next year. the what the title is about. Is for us to discuss this, Toby. I wanted yeah. to really understand from your perspective what is tough about this industry, what is uh, the problems of the, this industry as a girl perspective, and how we can improve in the future to get yeah. to 50 50 percent ratio. Oh, I'm still ultimately. trying to figure it out.
0: This is what we need to be doing. Exactly what you're doing here is just talking to people though because yeah last year or so i've been able to talk to some female creators and the more opinions we can get the closer we are to finding an answer so yeah we're getting there thank
1: you so much for doing yeah. this we love your people
0: thanks for having me
1: bye <laughs>